0: Hey everybody, Coach here. This week we look into landscape drainage, controlling water on your terms. You know, if you talk to many landscape professionals and general contractors, you will find that water, water is one of the most destructive elements in a home. To the dwelling itself and the landscape as well, if it is not controlled correctly, man, controlling water both small and overwhelming torrents is absolutely vital to the health and well-being of your hard-earned home. Today we talk about drainage strategies and how many should hold this part of landscaping in the top three tasks of any landscape project take care of it correctly now and you can sleep like a baby and very easy when that small rain event happens but more importantly that every few years or few times a year that the heavens open up and you can be woken up out of a dead sleep by an absolute deluge that you just kind of makes you cringe in the night so you know something i'm glad you're here with me a yard coach today. Stick around and I will be right back. Maestro, intro please. Hey, I'm Matt, and you can call me Coach. Every week I bring you landscape tips and tricks and design concepts in an easy-to-understand format so you can tackle projects yourself, get the results you want, be more self-reliant, and save a lot of money in the process. After a 20-plus career as a successful, self-employed landscape designer and contractor, retail nursery manager, and college-educated in ornamental horticulture, I really believe that I bring with me a lot of knowledge and experience, and I wanna share that knowledge and experience with you, the new, self-reliant, educated homeowner of today. Well, everybody, welcome. Hey, you know, I wanted to share with you a small story just to get uh, today's podcast off, and I'm gonna talk about uh, my first home. You know, at, at my first home, I was taught a very important and yet rapid lesson in water control and diversion in order to save my home's foundation and prevent a large, large insurance claim and all that accompanies that nightmare. I lived in Hayward, California at the time. The first winter, I had a very above average amount of rainfall in the first half of the winter season where my home was located, i had a lot of hill and other properties that extended above me from the the back property. after a few heavy rains and runoff, i found a migrating amount of water that trespassed across my backyard above and below ground. and this water ran right into the foundation walls and stem walls uh, at the back of the house you know, at first I thought nothing of it because I was a brand new 24 year old geeker that uh, didn't know nothing from nothing. But I did have a little bit of landscape experience and a little bit of uh, uh, certified education in ornamental horticulture. And so I got kind of worried when I found a small trickle of water weeping into my garage, which was kind of like down the foundation and then Into the garage. Uh, the backyard was rather steep. you know week after wet week the trickle became a constant stream that seeped out of the weep holes in the garage back wall and it got so bad that the soil and mud behind the foundation became an ever-present worrying mess that I had to pull into a garage and see every day. You know, so I did a little uh, source investigation and I found some uh, gopher holes at the back wall of the foundation uh, had become kind of like little built-in tunnels and creeklets, and allowed water to freely flow where it wanted and eventually down the foundation wall and out the weep holes into the garage. I knew I had to correct the water problem and I knew I had to do it quickly. Although the house had been there for about about 30 years when I bought it, it wasn't a new home at all. I didn't want to take any chances with water pressure or anything else building up behind that foundation and causing an eventual problem that could turn into an absolute residential calamity. A little more investigation found other homes on the same block suffered the same issues some in the garage, and others having seepage under their foundation on the uphill side and leaking out the downhill side. I just kind (laughs) of said to myself in the mirror one morning, yikes, I got to do something, and I had to do something fast. So I put my limited landscape knowledge to work, at least the knowledge I had at the time, that I had accumulated from school and a valuable, valuable retail nursery job, that eventually taught me almost everything I know today. Thank you to the Bertolero family of Navalays Nursery, of which I was working back in the 70s. And I began to plan a solution. You know, it was about uh, two weeks of working at night, taking care of my brand new nine month old daughter and trenching around the entire rear and sides of the house to a depth of about 14 inches. I installed a curtain or French drain using perforated corrugated drain line, geotextile sediment sock, and backfilling trenches with three quarter inch drain rock and followed it at the exit points with inch and a half drain rock above ground. I eventually had a system that gathered all downspouts and allowed the subsurface and surface water problem to be corralled, controlled, and basically i redirected around both sides of the house and down to a safe exit point near the street you know guys from that point on i slept easy and never ever for the remaining time i was at that house had any trickles of water in the garage ever again i watched on several occasions when those storms and i mean good storms for california would roll through that remaining winter the amount of water that literally shot out of the three inch drain line and traveled through the slowed but via that inch and a half drain rock I spoke about on both sides of my house was uh, not only amazing, the amazing amount of water that was coming out, but uh, it was also a very satisfying project and went in conjunction with a total landscape makeover that I was doing. Funny though you know all the neighbors watched me as I completed this project but not one of them ever inquired what I was doing or what I had accomplished. Drainage had to be in the top three landscape tasks that any DIY homeowner should address when taking on new or even an existing home especially in areas where more flat land is found and gravity slope does not always allow drainage, natural drainage, very easy. In those flat yards, ponding occurs and water sits and it kind of seeps along foundations and causes minor to major flooding in the landscapes and can even threaten, you know, threaten the back or the sides or even the front, depending on your situation, can actually threaten the dwelling and flooding. For example, I had a job back in the early 2000s where I was hired to correct just such a problem. The drainage issue was so bad that the customer literally had sandbagged the family room slider door to keep encroaching and accumulating water from invading their home. I will tell you about the very successful solution later in the video. It worked like a charm, but it took a lot, and I mean a lot, of careful digging sloping and a mechanical installation to rid the water once and for all. now for those of you who live in hilly areas of the country or the world, count yourself somewhat lucky. gravity can work for you and make drainage systems virtually effortless. but in those places sometimes your soil conditions aren't so easily excavated, especially on hilly or rocky terrain. for us flatlanders, we had to be very precise with slope to attain water flow that allowed water evacuation in flatter conditions. proper estimation of slope was key and careful trenching depth was absolutely critical. hey so let's get into uh, a couple three type of drainage systems that you not only see um, in residential landscapes but also in in commercial landscapes and schools and colleges and Uh, malls and that kind of stuff. So let's talk about the most prevalent one first, and that is the gravity drainage systems. These are predominantly the most common systems that are installed in most residential developments across the country, where code sometimes and responsible home ownership most of the time requires them in new homes they usually are constructed uh, using 3-inch sometimes 4-inch corrugated flexible solid drain line attached to the downspouts with maybe a couple of catch basins uh, attached to the system coming from the backyard this is what i used to find in brand new homes, Oh, probably from circa 2000 forward the drain lines are most often very shallow in and around the home and then deepen in trenches a little as the line travels towards the street or whatever termination point is determined. The corrugated drain line is kind of... you've seen them, I mean you can see them at the box stores and hardware stores and and specialty house suppliers. The corrugated drain line is ribbed and can stand up to be buried, um, sometimes even feet deep without crushing or causing any deformity to the pipe. The solid corrugated drain line is ribbed and is extremely flexible to a point. You can bend the pipe from straight to almost over 180 degrees, so you can go around corners and attach to drain lines and do sweeps, etc. You know, you can bury it a few inches underground without any problem and as much as a few feet without having to worry about any sort of crushing weight load from dirt or concrete or anything else. You can also use solid lined PVC drain line, which comes in three, four and up to 12 inch, but that's not for a residential application, which is assembled with couplings and L's and T's almost like irrigation, but it's much larger. And attached with similar downspout adapters. You know with both of these types of piping gravity plays the same role in either system and are restricted to uh, how much slope and pitch you can actually attain. You know with the solid PVC drain line you're kind of restricted though as far as uh, mostly everything has to be in a straight line or maybe 45 or 90 degree turns and bends so a gravity a gravity drain line system is based strictly on the amount of slope that you can get starting from the beginning point and to the termination point. usually if you can get an eighth of an inch per foot you will always water will generally flow and if you sweep it up the the downspouts a little bit and create a little bit of vertical pressure on your system you can get even less drop and it will still get water to flow. so regarding the the french and curtain drains i had a job back in the early 2000s in uh, a rather uh, how should i say aloof neighborhood of the town that i was living in and this particular job involved a french a french drain system that went around the entire foundation of the back of the house and we did everything from six inches deep to 14 inches deep and we had to uh, snake the corrugated sediment sock wrapped pipe all the way around and then we teed it into uh, a final solid pipe and we ran it out into the middle of the yard where i installed a sump system that uh, captured all this runoff from all the downspouts of the back of the house as well as this entire french drain system. this was the house where the guy had to literally sandbag his back patio to prevent water coming in. he had over six inches of water standing there one winter and was never going to get that scared about his home again. so once we got it to the sump we put in a, a good pump a two inch discharge pipe and ran it all the way out to the street sidewalk and that cured his problem once and for all. then after that much uh, blowing up of his yard. We regraded everything including the new back lawn to where it kind of sloped towards that sump and then we put a decorative cover over the sump vault. Uh, we did decorative uh, beds all the way around the back of the house and then put in nice container patio. I think they were lower petalum and rose combination. So it turned out looking really really nice. Uh, you couldn't you couldn't even tell that there was a a really nice professionally installed system in that backyard. And the next winter, hey, I got a little email from him saying, hey, it is working great and the water is flying out. Uh, So, hey, you know, from a landscape contractor's perspective, you know, it gives you a little bit of pride. Alright moving on let's talk about another type of system and that is the French drains or curtain drains. These drains as I alluded to earlier in my first home and a project that I did back in the 2000s are created specifically for capturing and moving unwanted water from the surface, uh, on the ground in other words, or subsurface when it's actually migrating through the soil and towards a place where you do not want it. A trench of various depths is created to match the amount of anticipated migrating water. The more anticipated problem water, the wider and deeper the trench system should be. In most cases, a trench, oh I don't know, about 12 inches deep will suffice in most residential cases, but I you know I have installed systems where the trench was two feet deep and 18 inches wide to accommodate almost a creek, small river that ran towards a customer's property one time. In almost all cases these trenches prevent water from traveling any further down uh, a slope or a slope underground. Water flows into the trench on the surface Or underground is captured in a perforated pipe, uh, much like the solid pipe, only it's perforated with uh, slits in the pipe or holes in the solid PVC pipe, and transferred to a location where it can be safely evacuated away from a dwelling or property in need of protection. You can attach a French or curtain drain into your house system, the solid part I mentioned earlier, that converts to solid pipe to create one large system. I always suggest if there is a question of what size pipe to use because you sometimes get like a hell of a lot of rain, then always go one size larger. If you think you might get away with 3 inch, go to a 4 inch system. If you really have a lot of water and you're thinking 4 inch, then go to a 6 inch system. But remember, the trenches will have to be just a little bit larger to accommodate that larger size of pipe always remember sediment socks, and when I say that in different places it's called different things. Sediment sock or geotextile sock, these little uh, stretchy, I don't know what they're made out of, nylon I guess, uh, basically don't allow uh, any sort of fine silts and soils, bugs, etc. from getting into to the perforations of your newly laid perforated pipe. They're absolutely paramount to prevent those fine soils and sediments from infiltrating the corrugated manufactured holes and rendering the pipe full of dirt and useless literally, useless in a season or two. The system I installed at Weed Patch Ranch a few years ago, which was an absolute game changer, was installed with a sediment sock. The trench was lined with a landscape fabric first. After it was dug and slope was tested, the pipe and sediment sock was laid in next. Then I placed gravel in and around the pipe. And then finally, I just kind of uh, burritoed, literally folded over the landscape fabric in the trench and then buried the whole thing with additional gravel. Uh, One thing I like about it is when I got done, I kind of naturalized the area with larger river cobbles, a couple of boulders. in one case i actually put a deck over part of the the french drain system and then i planted like little small perennials and small shrubbery. i did not get into any trees. Uh, i didn't want any roots infiltrating anything and uh, clogging up the system. so perforated french or curtain drains, a uh, fantastic way of controlling problem water and then connecting it up to your solid system and getting it off your property. Okay, let's talk about another one. How about pit drains? Pit drains, if you are lucky enough to have a sandy soil or maybe a sandy loam soil with very good percolation, places like in Florida and places like that, pit drains can work really well provided you do not have real serious rain events. Pit drains can be overwhelmed in those type of events, but planned correctly, you can use overflow piping installed at the top of the pit so excess water can evacuate, you know, safely away from the area. My experience with pit drains always had them placed quite a ways away from a dwelling. I usually used a large three-foot auger with an extension or two on my bobcat to drill holes several feet deep. At one time I brought in a backhoe and we dug a pit 15 feet deep. Then I would line the pit bottom with landscape fabric to prevent drain rock from uh, settling in and hardening the soil, preventing further percolation. I would have some large like 5 inch by 9 inch river stones or similar rock the first few feet and then inch and a half drain rock uh, to fill the pit. I brought the piping, you know, to the pit and extended it into the pit about 8 inches or so, something like that. Then I would would install like an emergency overflow about 12 inches uh, below the top of the pit and grade it away and run it elsewhere for that just-in-case situation. The top of the pit was covered with landscape fabric, usually doubled, and then soil over the top and turf or mulch, you know, kind of completed the place. I usually mark the pit, you know, for future reference with a, a large set of decorative boulders or a a bird bath, or you know, a customer approved decoration, if you would. All right, so pit drains. Hey, moving on, let's talk about the mechanized side of drainage systems, and that is the sump drains. Um, these are what saved my bacon at weed patch ranch i had a relatively flat condition except at the back of the house the fall from the backyard to the street was about three feet but it took well over 300 feet to get to the street culvert where the house sat was not the high point of the property the original owner did not think this one out very much so i decided to install two sump drains uh, on the property instead of trying to do gravity drains Uh, I directed water uh, to them from much, much shorter distances for good flow to the sumps. Then the sump with the pumps in it would pump them about 160 feet to 320 feet away. Inside the the sump hole, I installed a uh, sump vault liner, which is basically a pre-made abs plastic vault and little cutout ports on there i would cut out to the size of a three inch corrugated uh, perforation pipe you know like i talked about earlier for french drains and sometimes it was a solid drain Uh, inside the pump vault i had a two horsepower electric sump pump usually the brand of little giant or zern brands were the the best the best pumps I ever found to, to use in these situations. And attached PVC pipe with check valves and unions from that pump and then ran the trench out towards the street uh, from there. And I used two inch uh, PVC pipe because it really moved water very, very well. The two-inch pipe, uh, I ran all the way to the culvert on one side of the property, uh, and then on the other side of the property, I did a, a process called green draining. And what that was is I daylighted that two-inch pipe uh, right near a side driveway, and then the water ran down a decorative uh, dry creek bed the rest of the way out to the street. Basically, it allowed for some percolation and to save uh, the water on the property for uh watering of trees and landscape etc and then whatever was not percolated in it safely ran off to a little uh, creek area and then down a little man-made waterfall and into the culvert. honestly the system created one of the quickest drying yards in the neighborhood uh, when other folks that were in my neighborhood at the time still had standing water in their back lawns and driveways days later. you know weed patch was uh, weed patch was doing okay. We were basically dried out, dried out. The only the only exception to that was way in the very very back where I had the olive orchard and it used to flood occasionally but I didn't really care because it never threatened the domestic part of the house or the landscape. so it was just allowed to perk in and, and do its job back there in the orchard okay last drainage system here how about rain harvesting drain systems although gaining popularity it is still the smallest percentage of all drain systems installed today in the more water threatened areas of our country, America, and the world, these systems are rapidly becoming popular to safely capture rainwater and store it for future use in the landscape or through highly technical filter systems that can render the rainwater actually safe to drink. These systems are constructed a few different ways. I will cover two here today. There are underground storage systems that employ the use of underlayment, rubber liners, large amount of matrix boxes, and plumbing, um, and and in some cases even pumps. Uh, are part of the systems. Check out some of the Aquascape Company's large rain harvesting videos that they have on YouTube. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, the other systems involve uh, above ground storage tanks and either use sumps to fill them or, in many cases, gravity fed water into a plumbed system and they're stored in above ground tanks for use later on. Then water is used uh, as needed via shutoff valves or irrigation valves and electric pumps. One of the last major large jobs that i did as a landscape contractor uh, used a man-made creek and we actually constructed a dam on the property a dam of about uh, three and a half feet tall and down at the base of that dam where the creek ran to uh, i installed a a sump vault with a large two horsepower sump and pumped the water up into two huge 5,000 gallon storage tanks and from that system we ended up uh, constructing a fire suppression water system with a gas powered honda pump and it pumped out uh, over 40 over 40 gallons a minute uh, into the back hillside of my customer and if they were ever threatened by uh, fire Cheese. imagine that fire in california uh, all he'd have to do is go out there and start the honda pump and he had ten thousand gallons that he would be able to throw out there and really saturate the area had uh, fire come up his back hillside so you know it worked out really really well and i hope to this day that's that was back in 2017 uh i know there hasn't been a fire up there yet but uh always prepared, right? he is 100% prepared in case something like that happened. okay so there you have it. four drainage systems you can have to best control your runoff situation. i implore you, really, I implore you not to skimp on this area of your landscape projects. It can allow you to sleep at night when Mother Nature decides to open up the heavens, and sometimes that can really be a, a nerve-wracking event if you live in a very flat area. I have seen yards, I have seen yards that are just absolutely inundated with six and eight inches of water in the backyard, and people just do not know what to do. Gutters, you know, as far as maintenance, I would say gutters are the most important part of any drainage system. Gutters should remain as debris free as possible at all times. Downspouts, uh, screens should always be placed to prevent leaves and uh, major debris from entering into the system. You know, installing the occasional Y. And I say that as far as a coupling, a Y coupling for garden hose flush out is a great way and very inexpensive way to flush out your system without having to call a plumber. Put a cap on the Y when not in use to prevent uh, critters from getting in there. And then uh, if you have like a sump system, rinse out that sump vault two times a year and always have reliable power when uh, using a sump system. A backup generator is always great, especially if your electrical grid is prone to going down in bad storms. A sump system is just absolutely useless if you don't have power. Hey, you know something? I hope you got a little education out of this topic. It is an easy to do DIY project with a little bit of planning and measuring for slope. I am sure glad you stayed with me to the end. Check out this week's plan of the week that I put together for you. Hey, and join me next week when we take another look at a facet of landscape design. We will look at the concept of right plant, right place for the right reason. I will catch you next Friday as always, Coach here saying take care, stay safe and happy holidays to you all. Thank you for listening to this episode of Yard Coach. Check out the original videos on YouTube at Yard Coach or email Coach Matt at youryardcoach at gmail.com. And hey, did you get your free 15-step landscaping project checklist? Check out the podcast description below for the link to your free PDF as well as the YouTube channel for more great information for the DIYer in you. See you next week.